Hey everyone, my name is Dr. Dolores Tarver. I'm a licensed psychologist here in Georgia and it is time for the tea. Tea Time with Dr. Tarver is a wellness-based podcast. It is not intended to be a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health provider. So welcome to March. Everybody's on the March Madness frenzy and Tea Time with Dr. Tarver is no exception. This month we are talking about all of the things that make us mad. So the self-destructive patterns that we can have in our relationships, our work environments, in dating, and in our organizational relationships. And so today's episode is going to be talking about moving past that madness to seeing each other in dating relationships. You may recognize the young man I have with me today. His name is Anthony Jamison Smith. He is a pastor and author. He was here previously, and he is back he is a bivocational pastor of two ministries in the metro Atlanta area, and he is changing the spectrum of the circle that misery loves company while discovering his own happiness by overcoming the toxicity of past relationship. He knows that happiness also loves company. He is the founder of the Love and Relationships podcast, where he engages people from all levels of failed relationships. And his podcast has helped numerous people be able to overcome everyday life circumstances in their relationships. His dedication as a relationship mentor continues to lead people back to a place of wholeness. Welcome, Pastor Smith. Thank you so much, Dr. Tarver. It is so wonderful to see you. I am grateful for the opportunity. Absolutely. We were talking about we needed a part two and be careful what you asked for because now you have it. We see. We actually got it. You are correct. <laughs> right. So we're going to do our best. So we're going to get into it. Uh, we know that relationships is one of the areas where people can have the most struggle. And some of the things that can make us mad in those relationships can be just starting out in dating relationships, getting to know people, our expectations that we have of others. So I want to start off by just asking you a general question. You don't have to speak on behalf of all the brothers of the world, but just in general, what do you think that there are some things that could be helpful when people are approaching a man that they may be interested in dating? Well, you know, it's been said that men are the hunters and so I, I find nothing wrong with a woman expressing her interests. Um, but I think that's about far as it needs to go. You know, express your interests. Um, you, you know, give him, give him that part. But that's about it. After that, it's all on the man, you know, to at that point pursue you in such a way to discover where it could possibly go. I like that because I think sometimes we think we have to chase someone to see us and what ends up happening for a lot of women that I talk with is that they're constantly putting themselves out there and they feel like they're getting rejected. And it may not be that they couldn't be of interest, but possibly the approach that they're taking is like, hey, sis, you're trying to do all the work. Right? Correct. Take a, take a step back. Let the brother know, hey, I see you. I'm interested, but then let him take it from there. Right. You, you know, because, you know, chivalry is still fun. I appreciate a good chivalry. Yeah. So, you, you know, um, I was walking in the mall the other day and there was an older lady approaching the door at the same time that I was. And just my mama taught me to be respectful, period. Mm -hmm. And so 
we kind of ended up, she was going to go to the, to the far right door, but I opened the door and said, ma'am, here you go. And so she came in and once she walked in, she kind of looking like, did he really just open the door for me? Right. I don't know what to do with this. Right. And so when we got further in the mall, I said to her, I said, thank you for allowing me to have opened that door for you. And she looked like she saw a ghost. She probably was like, what manner of man is this? Right. (laughs) That that was the beautiful thing for, for me, because I think we need to always get to a place where where we're we're respecting people in every moment that we can that is so important because i you know one of the things that i will say is important um for the brothers that are watching who are thinking about approaching a sister is respect matters and so in that i would say presentation Oftentimes, I think I, I find that women are very frustrated with how men present themselves. I like that approach of chivalry because one, it says, hey, I see you person. So even beyond whatever my interest might be, I see you person. I see you're coming behind me. I'm going to open this door for you. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to show up. I'm going to present myself in a way that reflects my value system which is one of which I I respect people. And so I do think that sometimes that gets a little lost in dating is that maybe perhaps there is some information out there that uh, chivalry means that a person is weak or respect means that you're going to be walked over. Uh, Mm -hmm. Talk to the people a little bit about that. You you know, it's it's not that you're going to be walked over. Um, It's it's really just a respect level. Um, and getting to a point to where, you know, number one, you need to know what you want, what you're interested in, and uh, pursue that in such a way. Come on, sir. That don't waste nobody's time. If it's not what you want, then, you know, don't don't waste anybody's time. Don't waste your time. Time is too valuable. And, and I learned at an early age that time is one of the most valuable commodities we will ever get. And once time has passed, you can't get it back. So just be upfront, be honest, you know, know what you like, know what you don't like, know what you're interested in, know what you're not interested in and and, uh, pursue that in such a way that you're going to commit to it if that's what you choose to do. If it's not, leave it alone. Let me tell you that that is absolutely, I think, what a lot, because sometimes we feel like as men and women, we're on different pages, and we are in some ways different, but there are a lot of ways in which we align, and I think that's one of the ways we do align is absolutely express what you want. Uh, I constantly say, I don't want to waste anybody's time, and I don't want my time wasted, which means I need to be clear in articulating what my expectations are. Mm-hmm. clear in knowing <laughs> what they are in the first place before I can articulate them. I need to know what they are. Um, and that also when I see people approaching me or as we're in this dating environment, um, I find it disrespectful not to be honest with people that you're not interested in them. We think we're saving somebody's feelings, but really I'm giving you a false expectation. Correct. You you know, and, and that's the whole thing with, with, 
And, you know, I'm ready to dive into this thing because I really was just thinking about a lot of what we go through as men and women in relationships and the moving on part is, is, is hard because we haven't done the work to do so. And so usually we, instead of letting go, we'll try to back pocket the person. And knowing that that's not what we what we really desire because we're not willing to do the work to keep it, and so um, you you, you got to change the dynamics of, of our thought process, um, and that comes with, of course, an array of different things of being able to pull yourself back into that place to even be feeling like you want to date somebody. I always say uh, we, we like to hoard people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like grandma, mama used to keep them plastic bags to, and they would rinse them out and, and keep them. And you're like, now, now, Nana, mama, why, why do you have a hundred of these plastic bags? <laughs> At some point, uh, do we not need to pare this down and start getting rid of things? But it was that philosophy that I might need it. And right. I think that's sometimes how people approach dating is, well, I might need this person. If I let this person go, if I allow myself to grieve and end something that isn't actually giving me what I need, then what might happen in those moments where I might get lonely? Mm-hmm. Or what if nobody else chooses me? What if I end up being single? So let me just hold on to this person as if they're like an extra battery. Um, and, so, <laughs> And that's so unfair. That, it is. That's so unfair that I don't want you, but I don't want nobody else to have you. That, that is so unfair and unfortunate. Or I may not be sure if there's something better. So let me, let me keep you, but I'm also looking for an upgrade. So if I, if I don't find an upgrade, then I'm okay with you. And that's unfair too. And that's hurtful. Like, I don't, I don't know about anybody that's watching with us, but I don't want to be your spare. Right. I don't want to be your backup. I don't want to be your comfort when really there's something else you desire, but you're settling for this because it's like, well, this may be as good as I can get. If I'm yeah. not your match, I'm just not your match. And that's okay. Yeah. Well, you, you know, what happens is they, they make you, they make, they make you optional for their future and a priority of the past. So let's let's just make it what it is if if we're not going to work then let's make the mutual agreement to be adults and and go our separate ways with 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 being respectful having poise and and wishing each other the best absolutely and i think that speaks to the honesty piece and i and that's one of the ways i we get in trouble is that we're not honest and so frequently what I hear from people that are not happy in dating is that they communicated that they wanted to be perhaps in a monogamous relationship. Mm-hmm. And there was an expectation that this partner was also interested in monogamous relationship only to find out we're not in the same type of relationship. Right. Because you weren't really honest about what it was that you desired. You told me what you thought I wanted to hear to keep me around um and as you said I'm optional (laughs) for your future let's see how this 
you know, possibly works out. Um, and, and again, that's not fair to a person because then they can't consent to the type of relationship they're in. You take that option away from them to be able to decide whether or not they want to enter into something because you haven't really given them all of the contract. Correct. Exactly. 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 Do you think that you have changed what your, as we talk about expectations and dating and being honest and fully communicating, do you feel like that has changed as you matriculated 20s, 30s, 40s? Like, do you feel that it's different now than it possibly was when you started dating? You know, for me, if 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 I could if I could go back and and have this particular piece of inf information I have now, it would have changed the dynamics in at every age group, mm. and, and that is uh, uh, never have expectation without the conversation. Ooh, that's a word right there. You know, and and so many times we do that though. Yes, we do. Early when we didn't even know what relationships were about, <clears throat> moving into hurtful relationships, coming out of those, going into other, you, you know, and so we've always had the expectation without the conversation. Mm. Mm. So you you know, you gotta have, you gotta have, you gotta have that that conversation. And whatever you're expecting, you got to put it in the hands of that other person to see, is this even anything they would desire to handle? And give them, give them that opportunity to do so. They may say yes. They may say no. Absolutely. And, but, but all of those dynamics from age to age, you know, never, never have the expectation without having the conversation. And I do think that that's a growing point. Because I think sometimes as we're starting out in dating, we might have a desire to please people or attract people. Um, there may be a, um, a like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to maybe reach a quota of something. I'm trying to explore. And so I'm not really effectively communicating my expectations. Correct. Maybe, you know, maybe I don't know how to quite use my voice yet. Or maybe I'm deliberately withholding information. Uh, as we say, half of a lie is still a, uh, a half, a half truth is still a whole lie. Uh, right. But in our minds, we are justifying like, well, it's not that I'm lying, but I'm not giving you all the information because I feel like I can justify the situation that I'm in. And, and I do think that that is a growing point from those 20s to those 30s, because what you'll realize is you hurt a lot of people. That you you hurt yourself when you're not being honest about what it is that you desire and expect, haven't communicated that, or you willfully withheld information because of whatever some desires you may have, you're trying to reach, uh, and that there is nothing positive that comes out of that. I'm sure all of us have had stories of when that has not worked out well for us early in the dating experience. Right. Well, you, you got to also look at the fact of, of how people, you know, be honest. And so here's, here, here's the difference. And I, I, I make sure that I speak this because I want this to be my truth that you're being honest in your head, but I need you to speak the truth out of your mouth. <laughs> what you say? They need to match. Right, right. So you're being honest in your head, but I'm not, I'm not in your head. I can't read your mind. Mm -hmm. But the truth got to come out of your mouth um, to the ears of the, of the person that you're, you're interested in and you want to be with. 
and all that good stuff. So, And I definitely think that a lot of people live in this realm of privacy versus secrecy. Mm-hmm. And so really people are being secretive. Uh, right. So what'll happen is people say, well, you know, I want a lot of people in my business. I try to keep, but, but no, really that's a mask for secrecy. And so, yes, in your head, you're telling yourself the truth. Like, hey, I'm nurturing a few different things out here. So I really don't want you uh, to be sharing. And I think like, oh, okay, well, you know, this early relationships don't always work out. So maybe we're just taking it slow. No, in your head, you realize that we are actually not in a monogamous relationship, uh, but you are not saying out your mouth that we're not, that you're pursuing other options. And so that is exactly what ends up happening is that people are withholding the information uh, from coming out of their mouths because they want to protect whatever it is that that they're trying to nurture that you are not aware of. Right. Now, here's what I would like to say to, to those who are watching and will watch this, especially to, to the ladies. You know, let the man tell you what it is. You know, a lot of time it, it, it gets assumed of what it is. Many times we're less vocal and we're not gonna become vocal until we are pretty sure you're the person that we wanna really, really be with. We're really gonna take it to the next level. But there are so many times that, you you know, the pre-conversation is already preconceived and then the man has felt like he's been put in a position to now he gotta act it out as long as he can. And when he doesn't want to act it out anymore, he's not. Let's talk about that a little bit more, because I think one of the challenges for women is living in this space of ambiguity, right? So the other thing that I want to um, not do is, again, waste time. So I understand that there is a process by which we're getting to know each other. And I know that sometimes we end up um, investing in people before we get to know them. And so there is this process of getting to know where we're trying to figure out what exactly we possibly could be. Um, but I am not of the opinion that two years in, uh, you have not made a decision about what I am. And I am definitely not of the opinion that I'm going to stay around for two years until you figure that out. So talk a little bit more about when you say, let the man define that, what you mean by that. So, so everybody has what they feel like they pray for, all right? And so when it comes or when you think you have it, then you gotta already know that, you know what, I gotta identify. This is what I prayed for. He's this, he's that, he's this, he's that. I prayed for that. She's this, she's this, she's that. I pray for that. And, and so at that point, we have to always look at it as, I mean, if we want each other, we're going, we're going to pursue that together. We're going to make the commitment. We're going to make an agreement. And here is the problem that we don't do, that so many relationships uh, bust up so fast because we're afraid of commitment. We're afraid of agreement. And you and I could, could, could meet and we could talk. We could share some of the same values. And at that point, we can actually decide to make a commitment that doesn't mean we're going to get married tomorrow. Come on, thanks. But we're making a commitment to be able to say, it's all about you. It's all about me. It's all about us. And we, and we can keep everything else 
out of the way that won't cloud the judgment when it's time to make that ultimate decision. And so when we do that, we make also not only the, the commitment, but we make the agreement that we're going to agree. We're going to talk to each other like we got sense. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to make sure that we uh, uh, carve out the time for each other so nobody feels like you, you know, you're being left aside. And when we do that, all of these things work in conjunction to, as we said, the ultimate goal. Um, me personally, I probably won't date anybody if I feel like they don't have the potential of me marrying them. That's, that's some people feel different about that. Um, you know, I did, a, I did a podcast not long ago and we talked about myself and, and uh, Katrina Driver, you know, who, who, is, who is my special person? I ain't, I ain't scared to say that. On She's me. on here representing for you, too. Is, is she, is she on <laughs> she here? Is. She um, is. And so at the end of the day, we got to make sure that, you know what? First of all, you're not offending me by trying to act. Because, see, don't like me in private and disregard me in public. Let me go on and type that in here. I got I got a problem with that. Don't you you know, um, but but in making the agreement, we only agree to make sure that we keep all outside influences out of what we say we desire to have. And we move forward in that. And so as far as a letting the man kind of help define such a thing, it it, it gives it gives you the buy-in gives you the buy-in on both parts. And so I ain't put too much in. She didn't put too much in. We actually put the equal uh, commitment agreement to say, this is what we're doing. Um, let me say it this way. If, if, if you like lays, keep the lays. What you cannot do is keep switching from brand to brand. Now you over here in ruffles and corn chips and Doritos and Takis. Right. And mm -hmm. so at the end of the day, those are the things that, that, that help, help build the relationship. Um, allowing the man to be able to help segue you into what you guys are doing. You, you know, and, 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 and ladies, ladies that are listening, make that brother talk. Make him make him talk. Make, give him time to talk. Make not not so much force him to talk, but you 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 express you know everything you need to express, and either he's going to respond the right way, or he's going to exit. And I I would rather for the exit to happen than for you to take me two years down the road, and here it is. You're thinking, you you know, you're the one, mm -hmm. but all along you was you you was you was definitely not the one. And I, you know, I want to highlight a few things you said. One is um, I don't because I think sometimes women are afraid to have conversations with men about how they feel and what they're looking for and their expectations because of this fear of. Oh, he's going to think I'm trying to push an agenda. Or I'm going to run him off. I don't want to define things. Let me just, um, I don't want to rock the boat. And what I'm hearing you say is a brother that's interested in commitment. 
is not going to be run off about a conversation about how you feel and what you want in a in a relationship. Not because, at all. Because as you said, if I'm only dating people with the intent to be in a committed relationship that could potentially lead to marriage, then at some point we're going to have this conversation as we're figuring out if this could possibly be the route that is best for us. So this isn't going to push me off. What you're saying is give a brother some space to be able to express what he needs and what he's looking for and not try to push what you want onto him. And at the same time, he, if he's actually, and this is the piece that I think a lot of ladies miss, if he is interested in a committed relationship. Right, right, exactly. Because this approach doesn't work for people who are not interested in a committed relationship. Correct. And I, and I Correct. think that's the frustration that women get into. It's like, I tried to have this conversation and he was like, look, let's just take, slow down and you're pushing. And, and it's really like, I'm not pushing. We've been together, like you said, two years. I'm not pushing. <laughs> uh, you're not wanting to commit to me. And so I think it's important for you. And this is the, other piece I want to highlight about what you said is it's important for people to recognize that they can walk away, that they don't have to try to force something to be. That's not that right. it's important for us to grieve and, and end things. So we're not hoarding to end things that aren't giving us what we need, because that wasn't your person. That wasn't who you prayed for. That isn't your partner, because they are not willing to commit to a relationship with you. And that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you, sis, but it might be possibly that this person is not the right one for you because they're not in a space to commit in their lives right now. You, you know, we gotta, we gotta start checking off the boxes, mm -hmm. but what we've been doing is omitting the boxes. And so if, if, if you desire somebody to be with that's going to talk to you, not at you. Come on, sir. Got to check that box off whether or not they're talking to you or at you. But a lot of times we, we, we'll omit the box mm -hmm, mm -hmm. thinking we can change people. And, and so being transparent in my own self, you know, there were, there were women that I was involved with that, that, um, you know, out of out of ten boxes, you know, two of them checked out. Come but on, honesty. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, oh man, I can love her the rest of the way. I can love the mother eight boxes. You know, and, and it's it's just not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. You know, and so being fair with yourself, making sure that you know what is this is this what I actually prayed for, and do I expect it? So. So when I pray for it, I have an expectancy for it. So when it shows up, I can identify it. I'm not I'm missing. Absolutely. And I'm, you know, I'm hearing consistency, right? Because what, what you're saying is if you're going to have boxes, be consistent with those boxes. I cannot, to go back to the chip example, I cannot say I want Lay's, but then I accept Takis. Right. So if I if I care about how a brother shows up, if I care about his hygiene, if I care about how he approaches me, if I care about how he listens and is able to communicate, if I care about how he manages boundaries, if I care about how he asks for consent, that he's got the chivalry, then I can't alter that simply because I meet somebody that I find attractive. Correct. Correct. 
Exactly. 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 So let's talk a little. You you kind of alluded to, um, which I think is a great segue. At times in my life, I allowed myself to alter my standards for someone because I felt like I could love them through it. Um, mm -hmm. I felt like I could I could be enough for them. They'll change. They can grow. I can. Um, uh, I can I can fix them, if you will. Uh, what do you think are some of the one one of some of the most important things for a healthy relationship? And two, what are the things that interfere with us having healthy relationships? Um, no, number one, number one, first of all, you gotta gotta realize you can't change nobody. Hallelujah. People gonna only change when they want to change, so you can't change nobody. The other aspect to that is um, we, we have to, and we, we talked about this a little before, we, we got we to gotta talk about the trauma, the past trauma. Mm -hmm. We don't like to deal with the past trauma. No, we don't. We want to put that in a, in a box on the shelf. <laughs> mm -hmm. when, 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 when we meet, I have to be able to share what I've gone through. Mm -hmm. so that you have the opportunity to not compound the trauma. But we don't talk about that. We don't, we don't, we don't really share that. We don't talk about that. Um, I, I, told, I, told, I told this young lady that I'm with, I told her flat out early, mm -hmm. I said, here's everything about me. If you're going to run, run now. Now is the time. Yeah, if, if you're going to run, run now. Um, and, and that gave a level of respect, and that opened, that opened doors of understanding for both of us. And so at this point, we, we got to, to have, no, number one, to have a healthy relationship, you got a desire to be healthy. Amen. You know, if you've been through hell, you should not want to go through that no more. And not so experience. it's not, you know, mm -hmm. and so at this point, you know, you know, get to a point where you say, listen, I refuse to go through that. And if I see, I, you know, so, so here's a new thing because everybody want to call certain stuff, red flags. Some of this stuff are not red flags. You actually missing the red flags, mm. <laughs> you know, speak on it, speak yeah, on you, it. Tell us, tell us. Tell us about it. Yeah, you're missing the real red flags. But that's that's what we, because it sounds good. You know, that's a red flag. No, that ain't even a real red flag. That That's just somebody who really ain't trying to go through certain stuff anymore. A red flag is is going to be, here's a stop sign. And instead of you stopping, you running this stop sign. Here's a road close sign. And instead of you stopping, you feel like you just go around, you, you know, and, and, and get to that point to where I know who I am. I know what I desire. I watch this most important piece. I know how I'm going to treat you. Mm. Mm. And if, if I'm going to treat you with respect and I'm going to treat you uh, uh, with dignity and I'm going to treat you with integrity and I'm going to love you to, to the greatest extent that I possibly can. I expect the same thing. Reciprocity. Yeah. 
reciprocity and relationships. And I will definitely say what you're speaking on. A, a lot of people don't understand that there are so many different types of intimacy. Some would say 12, some would say eight. And what you're speaking on is uh, the ability to have some breadth in your intimacy because some people's intimacy skill set stops at sexual intimacy. They don't have communication intimacy. They don't have crisis intimacy. They don't have intellectual intimacy, conflict intimacy, financial intimacy. They don't have the ability to have spiritual intimacy. Right? So you have to be able to engage people on a variety of levels. And so as you were speaking on the flags, I think a flag sometimes in relationships is that we're underdeveloped. Right. And so we're going in with these expectations and we either overvalue who we can be as a partner or we undervalue who we are as a partner because we haven't really looked at, like you said, how am I going to treat this person? What do I have to offer? I have to work on me first. Yeah. How do I deal with frustration? Yeah. Can I apologize? Quickly. <laughs> Quickly. <laughs> you, you know, uh, um, I, I told her this, I told her this. And if anybody still this, just give me my credit. <laughs> I told her this, I said, listen, any conflict we have, we have 20, we, we, have, we have two hours to return to level out the conflict. That's it, two hours. So if you mad at me, go be mad but you got two hours to come back to the table of reasoning. Mm -hmm. And and when you come back to the table of reasoning, if I wronged you, then I'm, I'm, I'm prepared to tell you I'm sorry. If you wrong me, then you got to be prepared to tell me you sorry. But don't let that go past a, a two-hour deficit before we repair it. And I think that that is a red flag. If we're going to talk about what actual red flags are, the inability to work through a conflict, mm -hmm. the inability to apologize, yes, the inability to um, come and have a conversation instead of withholding Correct. or silent treatment or manipulation. Like these are destructive patterns that interfere mm -hmm. with healthy relationships. And I think this is sometimes how we get to the point of such resentment toward each other that we can't see each other right. anymore. Right. It's because we, I like that two hour piece because what we know is you need to spend most of your time not in the stewing, but in the problem solving. Right. So the exactly. longer I stew, the more I'm likely to attach this to all kinds. Oh, you just like this last person. I, and oh, and, then, and remember six months ago you did, it's like, whoa. Like, first of all, let's stay in this present moment. Right. And, and second of all, that's that unresolved trauma that you mentioned earlier that you haven't dealt with that's coming up and you're unable to separate me from it. Right. And, and probably, probably uh, only 5% of it is mine. The other 95 is whoever else's. Absolutely. That, that we don't deal with. Absolutely. What would you say your top five are? If you would pick five healthy things that you say are important 
to being in a relationship that can have a chance to make it, what would your top five be? Um, quality time. Quality time. Um, effective communication. Um, the, the, the spiritual intimacy so that we connect on a level before connecting in the physical and being able to, to, to uh, um, have the understanding, uh, knowing, knowing what I'm willing to give you. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times people don't know what they're willing to give. And so that leaves them without knowing what to expect from a person. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, just, and just fairness. Just fairness. Ooh, I like fairness. Just, just flat out mm -hmm. old school fairness. Mm -hmm. If you don't want it done to you, don't do it to me. Mm -hmm. and, and vice versa. And work through those differences. And I absolutely would agree with all of those. And I would definitely add follow through. Yeah. Because I think sometimes people... Um, Overpromise and underdeliver. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, honesty, uh, because I think sometimes we are we're we're protective for whatever reason. It might be because we've experienced trauma, we've had negative relationships. We're not trying to be forthcoming because we're not truly um, actually showing up and saying we are who we are. Uh, and I and I think that's important as well. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's one of the things that leads people down, like you said, that um, that destructive pattern of, okay, so now I'm looking like, okay, now what were we doing this whole time? Mm -hmm. Because I was under one impression and you were under another. Um, and I definitely would say um, presentation matters. So show up, um, be supportive, uh, put your best foot forward, try, you know, daily relationships or work. And I think sometimes people stop showing the little, up. The little, the little things. Yeah. And I tell people all the time, the little things matter so much that some people don't realize. Mm -hmm. and, and, then, and then also being able to change your way of thinking. Yes. So, yeah. And this is what is being said, that, that relationships is hard work. Mm -hmm. Well, I've learned to change the dynamics. Mm say that no relationships are not hard work you got to work hard to do the work that mm. come on reframe that that's what you got to do you got to work hard doing the work that's necessary if if you say if you say it's hard work then that's already in your mind so it's already too hard because you have deemed it hard work but you got to work hard at doing the work that is going to change the dynamics of your relationship. Yeah. You know, but and believe that it's possible. Like I think sometimes because we've had failed relationships before, or it's diff it's difficult to be dating. Um, you know, if you're looking for opportunities to date right now, um, a lot of people are struggling to one, try to figure out where to date. So they try and date in sites, and it's like, okay, this just gives me more people that's unhealthy. Um, you know, some people are going through the, oh, but well, let, let me get introduced to somebody by somebody else. And it's like, well, they know what they want. They don't know what you want. And so that's not necessarily going to work. People are 
like, oh, well, let me join this organization and, and try to meet. So it is, I mean, it's very challenging dating, but I think one of the things that makes it less challenging, as you said, is the one believe it's possible. Mm-hmm. Believe that I can have a successful dating experience. And that you what- You gotta believe it. If you, you gotta believe it. it. It makes no sense to even pursue it. Yeah. If I you think know, all I can have is unhealthy and dysfunctional, that's all I'm gonna have. You know, I didn't know, I didn't know I was a hopeless romantic I didn't know I believe in love the way I do, um, but I believe in it because I expect it. Yes. And because I yes. expect it, it showed up. And when it showed up, I was able to identify more so. And, and, and when we're talking about love, we, we ain't talking about just, just getting together, having no sex. We, mm-hmm. we're, talk, we're talking about real content of life. Connection. Can I, can yes. I miss you and I haven't even seen you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, can mm-hmm. can I can 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 I get to a place where I'm 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 expecting you know you to be who you are internally mm-hmm. and likewise and, and stop stop bringing me your representative. That that part. So absolutely. Please, please absolutely. Representative. Matter of fact, I would prefer you to just get rid of your representative because um, at some point, the real you gonna come out, and that's that being authentic. I, yeah. I will say, um, actors and actresses in a play, and mm-hmm. so you you putting on your costume when you're with me, um, right. and then you go and you take. I want to know who that person is when they take off that costume, yeah. because that's the person I actually would be in the relationship with. Right. And so, if you're not comfortable with that person, then that's going to affect you in a relationship, and maybe you're not comfortable with that person because they are not living up to who you say you are and that means you need to do some self-work because I you know I want to be clear with people a lot of people want to be in these healthy relationships without like you said earlier doing the work of what is required for you to be healthy to be in a relationship so if you have not addressed that trauma or that not feeling like you're worthy or not being honest about what you want then you're not going to be able to be successful in a relationship because right. you're not being authentic, right? You got to deal with you. Correct. You know, when, 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 you, when you came up with this part two of, of moving past the madness to seeing each other in dating relationship, man, that is, that is, that right there is powerful, but so many people don't do it. They don't, they don't do it. And, and as I was just thinking about this whole thing, I was like, you know, I, I did come up with a couple of things. And, and number one, I came up with, um, you you got to have the real respect for somebody. Real respect. respect. Speak on it. Speak on respect. real respect. So, um, you you got to have the growth from the anger, the resentment, um, if that's the case, because breakups are tough. Divorce, divorce affects everybody. Um, and, and you got to regain the focus to love yourself and then forgive yourself, you, you know. And, and then from there, that respect now is, is probably more meaningful than it will ever possibly uh, could have been before. Mm-hmm. You know how to respect somebody. Um, and, and the respect is on all levels, well, our journey came to an end. I probably, I don't know if I wanted it to come to an end, but somebody 
It ended. <laughs> Somebody. Because if you didn't want it to come to an end, then you would have been committed to doing the work for it not to end. So somebody, one or the other or both, wanted the journey to come to the end. And so when the journey comes to an end, you at that point have to now know how to prepare yourself to move on. Um, and that's, that's tough. That, that can be tough at times because uh, okay. people can still pull on you and act like they still care. And if you have, if you have a, a heart that is, is, you're able to pull the heartstrings of that person, then you're just going to kind of tag them along a little further. Um, but and that's real. Before you go to your second point, I want to I want to live in that space because I do think that that's where some of these um, let me get them before they get me. Um, right. This whole I see a generation of young women uh, calling men um, simps um, mm -hmm. and, and, and males calling men simps and you're a beta male and you're weak and you're um, when when I'm respectful and I'm loving and I'm caring. That's never a weakness. Right. However, because you have dealt with people that have exploited you and hurt you, you now want to look at that caring behavior as if it's distorted or wrong and it's something for you to abuse and take advantage of. And I do think that, that are, there are a lot of hurt people coming out here hurting people who are loving and taking advantage of those heartstrings, right. as you said, because they've been wounded from past relationships where they were abused. And you know, that is so dangerous to try to force a person to harm you or you don't even know you keep you keep pulling at this person's inner place that you don't even you you know you this man loves you respects you um is it, it, really showing you that he can be humble when 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 he could he could act in the same manner and match your energy and because he has not Bust your eye socket out. He's a simp. I don't, I, I don't get that part. I, I really don't. Um, you know, because the police hadn't come to our house because I done broke your shoulder blade. Cursed um, you, called you all out your name, drug yeah. you all outside. Right, right. I, I'm a simp. And so, you know, I think, I think you know, everybody needs to realize. And, and you know, because you got some men who, who do that to the women as well and the women do it to the men um and so you know it's it's not it's not showing that you're weak because you are humble enough to respect somebody wholeheartedly matter of fact that that shows my strength absolutely that absolutely. you put your hands on me and i ain't put my hands back on you i'm like tupac i ain't no killer but don't push me well, and I, you know, I want us to live in the space of, and I do, it comes from seeing this dysfunction growing up. And so we have normalized that to love someone means, oh, well, no, that's passion. Um, no, that's not, that's not passion. That's abusive. There is no reason I need to put my hands on you. You don't hurt what you love. Absolutely. If I'm frustrated, I'm upset. As you said, I can take a space. I can walk away and I can say, hey, um, let's revisit this in a couple of hours. Right, but I, I, there is nothing to justify if, if you, if I love and care about you, you're not a threat to me. And if you're not a threat to me, I don't need to protect myself with physical violence. Well, that, you know, that is reserved for people that are coming to attack me. Well, you do know a lot of people haven't defined love. 
Now, you better speak on that, sir. Let's and talk so, about what it, it actually means to love. You know, I learned early on that 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 love is not not the butterflies you feel. That that could easily be indigestion. You ate something <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> but what love truly is 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 being concerned about the well-being of another person. The moment I'm not concerned about your well-being in every aspect of who you are, I don't love you. Mm. I've mm. got to be concerned mm. about your well-being, your mental well-being, mm. your spiritual well-being, your physical well-being, every aspect of it. And so that, that's, 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 that's to me what real love is. Look, you probably have blown some people's minds with that because the reality is that is what exactly what allows me to mistreat you is because I'm no longer concerned about your well-being. I don't right. think about how my actions will affect you. I don't right. think about what happens when the representative leaves and the real me shows up and the real me is, is um, abusive or the real me is disrespectful or the Real me has not been honest with you about the type of relationship we actually have. Uh, and so that that is not love. And even though people will say, well, if you loved me, you would deal with these things. You yep. would accept this. You would accept me unconditionally. And, yep. and I think it's important for us to recognize, like, that's not love dealing with somebody mistreating you. No. Because, again, they don't care about your well-being and when you allow them to treat you that way, you don't care about your well-being either. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And, and so, like we said, you know, number one, that's, you know, to move past the madness, you you got to have that respect on all levels. Got to have the respect. Respect, respect that we didn't make it. Good, bad, or indifferent. We didn't make it. So, Let's and plus, you might have shown me that you don't want me, or I've shown you that I don't want you, mm -hmm. or I don't know how to want you. You don't know how to want me, so we're probably not good for each other. Absolutely. So, so let's let's respect the departure. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's, let's respect the departure, and 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 allow that person to you you know take the time whatever they need because now. Now everybody got to go take a breather and process what has happened, what has transpired. And if we're not going to work for the betterment of it, then it's best to go ahead and go your separate ways. Yeah. And, that, and that's the loving part. The loving part is us recognizing that we need to go our separate ways. And sometimes we stay in madness because it's comfortable. It's what we know. Right. Uh, but that doesn't mean it's healthy. And right. so sometimes we just need to be able to, like you said, leave and grieve. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it is going to be hard. It's always hard when relationships come to end. Yeah. You question, could I have done something different? Um, what if I would have allowed? But ultimately, if you love yourself, you'll recognize if I was losing myself to be in this relationship, we weren't seeing each other anyway. You know, I, I tell people all the time, I, I tell them, listen. You can't make people stay with you. Come on now. And and people will walk away from you. And it's going to hurt. 
It's going to be painful. Absolutely. But the main thing you need to make sure is that you never walk away from yourself. You better speak that. You never, you, whoever want to walk away, let them walk away. You never walk away from yourself. When you do that, then you, 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 you're, you're getting to a point where you have, you have, you have lost yourself, your self-worth, your self-love. Absolutely. Yeah. So. And that there is no space for a healthy relationship without self-love. No. It's not going to happen. Well, if See, you don't know how to love you, if you don't know how to love you, you can't possibly know how to love me. And that, I think, is a nice segue into what are some examples of loving, affirming, and validating behaviors? Because I know a lot of times, um, I think people, people um, are confused about that, right? So if they don't know what a loving relationship looks like, they definitely don't know what it's like to affirm or validate someone. So can you talk about some examples of what those things would look like in a well, relationship? No, love, love is an action word. Come on, man. So if it's an action word, when I put it into action and I say that I love you, there's a display that's supposed to follow that. There's a display that's supposed to come behind that with me. And not realizing that I'm just accepting the words without the display, then I'm creating their own, my own problem. Um, allowing my words to now match my actions. Um, being able to give you uh, affirmation and confirmation. Mm. So we, we hear a lot of people talk about, I hear a lot of women say, I ain't stroking his ego. You probably don't need to stroke his ego, but you do have to give affirmation to that person if this is who you believe is going to be in your life. You have to affirm those things. You have to let them know that. And then confirm to them that I am, I am the person that has come into your life and you don't have to look for nobody else. You don't have to feel like you need anybody else as far as a relationship is concerned. I now become the shoulder that you lay on. I now become the ear that listens to you. I now become the person that works with you to overcome any level of adversity that, that we may face. And what I'm hearing you say is I'm validating who you are to me. Yes. I am reassuring you of your worth in my life. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that showing up again, right? And that's that support piece. And I do think, and I'm glad you spoke on, sometimes we're like, oh, I don't want to book people up. And so like literally people don't celebrate their partners when they have accomplishments. They don't show up when their partners have events. They don't share with them in this journey of whatever, they're, whether you're up or you're down or whatever you're going through, hey, I'm going to be here with you to show you that you matter and you mean something to me. And it is really coming from this place of people are so afraid that this person will get confidence and leave them. Like, oh, I can't, can't affirm you. You don't need to I don't want people seeing what I got. I can't tell folks all that you've been, been to me. Now, I, I ain't perfect by mm -hmm. far. But I'm going to say, now I ain't training no more. 
You really got to be an expert in some areas. Now, I'm, yeah, not, I'm not still in training in all yeah, these areas. I, I tell people I'm only an expert at what I've gone through. But here it is. Now, I've trained some through allowing them to mistreat me. How to now treat somebody if they ever did really love them. Mm. If that makes sense to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because some and, and that's what we gotta, we gotta, we gotta stop subscribing to. Mm -hmm. That I'm gonna just keep allowing you to mistreat me because now it ain't even your fault no more. It's my fault that I allowed you absolutely mistreat I, me. Absolutely. I'm giving you permission oh, to victimize me. Absolutely. Exactly. So, you know, at the end of the day. You, you know, the same strength that it takes for you to ridicule me, scold me, tell me everything I did wrong. That's the same strength that you can tell me what I'm doing right and, and affirm within me who I am, some of the things that you desire, that you see me do well. Absolutely. Compliment me on Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? And and that, and again, that speaks back to the love language. You mentioned the quality time. Affirmations is a love language, too. And I think it's important for us to recognize, like, you don't just have to give one in isolation. Um, right. All of them are important. And so uh, men need affirmation in the same way that women need affirmation. Right. Because it's important to us to know that we matter to this person who we love. Well, I like to say respect. Respect to a man is what love is to a woman. Mm. You, you know, that's the word. Yeah, and, and, you know, because women, you know, when y'all want y'all want to make sure we love y'all, y'all want to see that display of affection. You know, how we talk to you, how we look at you, how we share with you. Uh, with men, our love is expressed on how you respect us. If you respect me, I associate that you love me because you respect me. You, you, you know, you can't. If you disrespect me, or you you you, you can't love me because you, you you like you're disrespectful. Yeah. So you, you, I mean, I don't. Well, I don't know. Maybe some people get off on disrespect, but um, that that doesn't work for me. That that's like kryptonite to Superman. Yeah, I I don't think it's that people like disrespect. I think it's that that's what they know. Yeah. Um, and so for some people, it's uncomfortable. Uh, to, to be treated in loving and affirming ways um, or to talk to people in loving and affirming ways. Well, sir, our time has come to an end. <laughs> and I know we got a, 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 another couple of hours in us, but we'll have to save that uh, right. for, right. for, for a, a next session. I wanna just say thank you so much, Pastor Smith, for um, coming on, being transparent. Uh, you always share your own experiences. You talk to people about the ways that you've grown and you've learned. And I think that that's really one of the most important aspects about healthy relationships is that we have to have people modeling and talking to us about right. what they look like. And so we normalize healthy. So I yeah. want to say thank you, sir. For, You're welcome. Yeah, you. for using your gifts. I appreciate you.